What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Turn on the Jets podcast. I'm your host, Joe Caparoso, owner of TurnOnTheJets.com. Joined this week by Elliot Christ, who contributes to about 75,000 different uh, sites and podcasts that all are worth checking out. And we're going to get into our discussion with him in a little bit about the upcoming NFL draft, particularly focused on the quarterback position and how the Jets should go about improving their quarterback position. Before we do that... I want to remind you guys, this podcast is brought to you by Prime Sport, official sponsor and team partner of the New York Jets. Make sure to check out primesport.com slash turn on the Jets for information on Super Bowl packages if you happen to be traveling to Minnesota. And then other upcoming sporting events this offseason, like the Big East Tournament in March Madness. And then once we get the Jets schedule out, different packages around the team's home games and away games. Again, that's primesport.com slash turn on the Jets. Give them a follow on Facebook and Twitter at Prime Sport. This podcast is also brought to you by Razor Sport. That's R A Z E R S P O R T dot com. They are your best bet uh, for consultants for any wagers you're going to put down related to NFL, NBA, NHL, MLB, you name it. They cover it. Make sure to check out Razorsport.com and follow them on Twitter at Razorsport Club for advice before you make any decisions around any prop bets or anything that you're thinking about betting on related to the Super Bowl, whether that whether you're going with the Eagles, whether you're going with the Patriots. Make sure you follow Razorsport Club on Twitter and check out the members section at Razorsport.com, R-A-Z-E-R-S-P-O-R-T.com. As always, show some love to our sponsors, Prime Sport and Razor Sport. All right, Elliot, give us a quick rundown of all the different places you're contributing content to right now because you got quite a list in the uh, Twitter bio, so I'm just going to let you run with it. Yeah, so uh, I do DFS work for Power Hour. Um, I'm an analyst over at PFF, and then I've uh, contributed to both Bleacher Report and NDT Scouting for their uh, different um, – I guess draft needs whatever kind of whatever I needed to do, and then uh, I, I write for some. I write for DFL footballs, DLF football as well, um, which is a di- kind of dynasty league perspective on different players. So yeah, you can kind of find my work everywhere. And then starting on Monday, I'm going to have a podcast called Draft Daily, where every day I break down a, a different player for about 15 minutes w- with different guests to really try to take a deep dive on players and explore the ins and outs of that player uh that day i'll also post like a twitter thread with probably about 20 or 30 tweets um kind of really explaining the ins and outs that i see of that prospect and giving film examples so you can kind of listen to the podcast and then follow along with some of the different visuals on twitter as well that's awesome man uh everyone make sure to give elliot a follow on twitter as well at e-l-i-o-t-c-r-i-s-t All right, heading into the 2018 NFL draft, it is likely going to be a position the Jets are going to look to address unless they find a way to sign Kirk Cousins in free agency. Obviously, there's going to be a lot of teams bidding for him. As of today, how would you rank the top five quarterbacks in the NFL draft, and where do you estimate they end up going uh, within the top, I don't know, 30 or 40 picks or so? Yeah, so I think it's really hard to narrow it down at this point to a top five. And listen, everybody wants rankings, but the different guys do different things, so it really depends on the system they're going to go to. Um, I think Josh Rosen is the most polished quarterback. Uh, like, just in terms of, like, if you if you put on Josh Rosen's film, it, it shows you everything you want to in, in terms of a pure mechanic standpoint. I think 
Sam Darnold is the highest upside quarterback. Um, he he has some bonehead plays and he makes some bad decisions for sure. But like his his arm talent, his ability to throw on the run, some of the throws he makes are just kind of just just amazing. Um, I wouldn't. Unfortunately, Jimmy G went to. Um, actually, as a Jets fan, very fortunately, Jimmy G left the Patriots. But I would have loved to see Sam Darnold in a system like Kyle Shanahan's, where he gets him on the run a lot. Um, I think Josh Rosen would really excel in a kind of a West Coast offense. Baker Mayfield, I, I think his his upside and floor are both fantastic. I think he, there's a lot of things that he can do really well, and we'll, we'll obviously get into all these different things. Um, and Lamar Jackson is someone I'm really high on. Uh, I remember when I was talking with Matt Miller last year, what he told me was, you want to focus on what a prospect can do and not what a prospect can't do. And Lamar Jackson can do something that basically no one else on earth can do. He's he's the best running quarterback prospect since Michael Vick, either first or second best of all time with Vick. Um, and I'm, I'm one that believes he is a quarterback. I think a lot of the knocks on him are false. And then Josh Allen's the other guy that everyone's going to talk about. Um, Listen, if you throw on his highlights, I get it. He, he makes throws that about like three other people on earth can make. He also makes decisions that um, I would expect like a high school quarterback to make. Um, and then a guy I like that's going to go a little bit later in the draft is Mason Rudolph. I, th- I think he's really good in the pocket. He, he throws the ball with really good touch. He's um, got your prototypical size. He's a good athlete. Um, so, so I think it's a pretty deep quarterback class which is really good news for the jets because you know they won a few too many games this year and now pick six with three teams that need quarterbacks ahead of them so you you better hope there are at least four good quarterbacks or Kirk cousins signs with either the jets or one of the teams in front of them if you were the jets how how would you prioritize fixing this quarterback position are you somebody who's more high on cousins and think that he is sort of a no-brainer if the jets could find a way to convince him uh, to come to New York, or would you rather see them be more aggressive in the draft, go up and get a guy like Rosen or Darnold, or maybe even Mayfield, uh, or are you afraid that if the Jets don't go after Cousins, Mike McCadden is just going to sit at six, and based on his past history, just take Josh Allen if he's there at six, and we're going to deal with uh, a Josh McCallan, Josh McCown bridge to Josh Allen, uh, like we dealt with a Ryan Fitzpatrick bridge to Christian Hackenberg? Um... Well, first with Kirk Cousins is I am a fan of Kirk. I think he's a good, not great quarterback. He's probably in that 12 to 15 range in the NFL. And, you know, you can win with that in this league, if, especially if you surround him with talent. I mean, that Redskins team was not very good, and he had him in a lot of games. Um, the thing with Kirk Cousins is does he pick the Jets? So I, I, I think there's a strong argument to be made that if Kirk Cousins did pick the Jets, he would be their best quarterback in franchise history. Um, and I know I'm probably going to get some hate tweets about how great Joe Namath was, but I think he threw about 70 more interceptions than touchdowns. Um, and Chad Pennington is the best Jets quarterback in my lifetime. Um, I think Cousins, again, good, not great, and it probably speaks to the history of the Jets. So I would be thrilled with Kirk Cousins. Um, you'd go into next year excited. In terms of trading up, it's not something I really want to do just because I think there's so many holes um, on this roster in general, and there are a lot of different things they need um, from wide receiver, possibly with Robbie Anderson, to running back, to offensive tackle, to edge rusher. Um, you know, they could easily need another defensive end. They, they're going to need corners. Um, but this team has a lot of holes, and so I, I don't really want to give away 
both second round picks and maybe a first round pick next year. Um, so I'm kind of in the Kirk Cousins or sit tight at six and then pray to God that um, Mike McCagnan doesn't pick Josh Allen. Every day I see a Cleveland Browns are in love with Josh Allen report, I, I get a little bit happier because if he could go one, it means the Jets are probably going to be in really good position to draft one of uh, Rose and Darnold or Mayfield. And then I keep hearing from different people that the Jets are high on Jackson, that they might be the highest on his quarterbacking potential, um, that, that he fits their system really well. He's he, the, the thing I really like about Jackson is that you know he's really good against zone defenses, and in the NFL he's going to see a lot of that with his running ability. Um, and he's really good underneath. He needs to improve his deep ball. Um, but I, I think that the way the Jets run their offense, he would fit in really well. And he would he would be exciting and an explosive playmaker that that could really, you know, you want to build around and it makes you want to turn and in, tune into games. Yeah, I mean, I, I would be pleasantly surprised if the Jets had interest in Jackson. It doesn't necessarily seem uh, to fit their previous mold of quarterbacks they drafted. But I'm curious. I mean, what? Where do you think Jackson ends up going in the first round? I feel like coming off his bowl game, most people seem to think he's going to go in the bottom half of the round. But would he be someone you'd be comfortable with the Jets taking at six, or do you think you trade back and he's someone you could easily get like in the fifteen to nineteen range? Yeah, I mean, we're so early in the process, but I, I think that six is his ceiling, um, and late first is his floor. Um. Like there's a there you could have the Jets take like a Minka Fitzpatrick for example at six, or a Bradley Chubb or Saquon Barkley, and then decide that they want to get Lamar Jackson at the end of the first round to guarantee that fifth year option and trade up and get him. Um, if they could trade back in the first round, get an extra second round pick or first round pick next year, and acquire Lamar Jackson, I mean I think that's kind of a dream scenario. Um, just, just in terms of talking about Jackson for a little bit, uh, the couple things I really like about him, on top of what I mentioned before, is that like his his pocket presence and pocket awareness is really good. He feels the pressure very well. Um, unlike a lot of running co- uh, quarterbacks that he's going to get compared to that were just college players, like he keeps his eyes downfield. He can make slight movements that buy a little bit more time, um, and you know. His footwork is also pretty good. I mean, at, at times his stride length will mess with his accuracy. His accuracy is by far his biggest issue. Um, but, you know, I, I think with some work it, it could really improve. And he's only 21 years old, and we've seen each year how much he's improved. Um, I mean, freshman year he was the quarterback that everyone was talking about. He was just an athlete, didn't do much. And then the year he won the Heisman Trophy, he became kind of a one-read guy. And this year, he really went through a bunch of progressions. And he comes from a Bobby Petrino system where, you know, almost every route is an option route. So even if he throws to his first read, he's making multiple reads. So that's not a system that someone is going to be able to successfully run that will mentally struggle to make the NFL adjustment, um, in, in my opinion. Shifting topics a little bit more to the, the current Jets roster, do you think – now my – my personal answer to this is no, but I'm curious if you, you agree or you, or you disagree. Sort of, sort of a two-part question. Do you think Bryce Petty or Christian Hackenberg will ever be NFL starters? Never mind competent NFL starters. Do you think those guys are ever going to start games with any regularity again in their career or ever for the 
sake of Hackenberg. And how would you evaluate the job both Mike McCannon and Todd Bowles have done through three total years here right now, currently sitting at a 20-28 and 28 record, um, first Jets head coach and general manager duo to not make the playoffs in their first three years since the late 70s. It does seem like Bowles gets most of the heat from the local media, although I would say both of them have been equally average at best. Uh, but, you know, sort of in that two-part question, how do you assess both of those right now? Yeah, so with with Bulls and McCagnan, I think they kind of went for it early with veterans, right? And it kind of blew up in their faces. And Woody Johnson's giving them an opportunity to kind of fix it. Um, so I was one that thought this Jets team was going to be terrible this year. And I, I was very surprised as to how competitive they were. And I know down the stretch they were pretty bad. I think that has a lot to do with Bryce Petty as well, where they just become inept offensively. Um I don't think Bowles is this amazing coach by any stretch of the imagination, but I, I think that right now he's done enough to get another year. And especially with like the, the young guys on the team, like Leonard Williams, Jamal Adams, the guys that we really want to build around uh, are, are huge Bowles fans. Um, I think McCagnon's biggest knock by far is the Christian Hackenberg pick. I mean, that was, that was a guy that was on most people's draft Wards was a seventh or eighth round, or seventh or undrafted uh, free agent kind of guy, and he took him second overall. And he won't see the field. I mean, the reports are that he splits scout team reps with Joe Stavi. He's he's can't practice last year because he's so bad that he's hurting other players' ability to progress on the team. Like that's that's an all-time bad draft pick right there. And at the quarterback position, that sets you back two years because you know last year they didn't want to admit their mistakes, so they wouldn't take a quarterback. Uh, they were sitting there at six, and whether it's Patrick Mahomes or Deshaun Watson, either one of the, those two players could have this organization feeling completely different than we feel right now. Um, you know, as a Jets fan, I, I think the most frustrating thing is, you know, quarterback and edge rusher has been a need every year I've been alive. And every year we go into the draft, and I feel like we don't get one. Um, so I have no issue with them st- staying around, but I wouldn't say they've done a great job. I wouldn't say they've done a terrible job, kind of average. And, you know, I kind of believe that stability is something that helps an organization. So I I was glad that they both came back. Um, In terms of Bryce Petty and Christian Hackenberg, no. (laughs) I I don't think, I don't see either one of them starting. I I think fans got excited about Bryce Petty for, I I really don't know what reason. Um, I think every fan base when they get a fourth or fifth round quarterback, always likes to tell himself, like, this guy could be Tom Brady. Let's give him time to see if he can develop. But, you know, real early on, he showed you signs that he was not an NFL player, especially mentally. I mean, that's one of the biggest things with quarterbacks is how they handle adversity and, you know, how, how they go through progressions and all those things. Because forget all the talent. If, if you can't handle it mentally, you'll never be able to be a quarterback in this league because of how much pressure is put on you. Um and the quote that stands out to me with Bryce Petty was, you know, I, I learned how to read a defense playing Madden. Like, that's that's not a good sign. <laughs> with Hackenberg, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he's not in the NFL in a year. Um, I, when he's in the preseason, he looks horrible. He holds the ball forever. He constantly goes to checkdowns blindly. It's basically one read, check down. Um, he's a turnover machine. You know, I think the only thing he really has is, you know, your prototypical size and arm strength. But other than that, he really doesn't bring anything to the table. 
So I think it's really important, you know, he, he's not a part of this Jets team for the future. I would probably prefer that he's cut in the offseason and the Jets just admit their mistake. Yeah, it would be nice to see the front office just sort of own a mistake, make a clean cut and move on and don't waste practice reps or sort of dangle out any false hope that he's ever going to be a starter here because he, you know, it's not a leap to say that he's clearly not, and I certainly don't think it's a leap to say that he could be out of the NFL within a year or two. And this was one of those picks where it's like you just saw the train coming and you just jumped right in front of it. And it was one of those rare picks where everyone was like, what are you doing? And it turned out to be just as bad as everyone thought it would be. So hopefully uh, McCadden has learned from that going forward. Holistically looking at this Jets roster, who do you think is a player – uh, on the offensive side, actually on either side of the football, who's a player who's overvalued uh, by Jet fans or by people sort of following the team, and who's a player who's undervalued uh, based on what you saw from the team in 2017? So real quick, just hopping back to the Christian Hackenberg thing where we said uh, you said we all saw that train coming. Um, I was actually at the Jets draft party for the first round of the draft, and um, the Jets pick is about to be made, and I'm – Everyone is chanting Paxton Lynch, and I'm just like, please, God, no, please, God, no. And then they took Darren Lee, who I didn't like that much, but, uh, you know, he wasn't Paxton Lynch, so I got excited. And I was just walking on air for 24 hours, and then they picked Christian Hackenberg, and it it all went away. So um, I'll never forget that 24 hours of happiness completely ruined by Christian Hackenberg. But um, with the offensive and defensive players, um, I think Brian Winters is overrated by the Jets fan base. Um, I think offensive line is a very difficult position to evaluate in general. Uh, one of the things I did for PFF last year was I I uh, charted every single offensive lineman snap and block type and success rate that the New York Jets had. And Winters was constantly getting destroyed by upper echelon talent. Um. I think the Jets' offensive line in general is in pretty bad shape, and I don't I don't think it's it's talked about as much as it should be. Um, I think Darren Lee on the other side of the ball is someone that Jets fans are much higher on than I am. I think he's been out of place a lot. I think he's missed a lot of tackles. I think he's he's struggled a lot more than Jets fans like to realize. Um, a guy that I happily was happily wrong about was Robbie Anderson. I thought he was more of kind of a vertical threat only guy. He really improved, showed the ability to get off press, um, kind of really made a ton of plays this year. Now the off-field stuff is going to be an issue for him. Um, so so we'll see how that all plays out. But um, a guy that the Jets fan base is down on that – I think the guy most underrated by the rest of the NFL is Bilal Powell. I mean, he's he's been nothing but fantastic when he gets opportunities. Um, I The – I'm kind of cheating, though, because I, th- I think all Jets fans are begging to see more by Lau Powell. At the same time, he's going to be 29 now, so you probably want another running back that, in the, probably in the second or third round. I would love a guy like Sonny Michelle from uh, Georgia, who, who I think is this new-age running back that, that, that could really excel next to Powell, and the two of them could become you know, a two-headed monster, kind of like Ingram and Kamara, and then Michelle take over in a year or two when Powell's kind of going to hang it up. Um, but, yeah, Lee and Winters, I think, are the most overrated. I think Powell is the most underrated player on the team by the rest of the league. And um, I think Demario Davis was 
an excellent pickup that, I, again, I, I was a little down on because he wasn't that good when he was on the Jets. He was pretty terrible for the Browns last year. And he really stepped it up this year and was one of the Jets' best defensive players and leaders. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Uh, I mean, I think with Lee, I think you want fans want to see the first-round pick excel and believe that he's a key component of their young core. And he had a couple decent moments this year, but on the whole, uh, it's hard to be anything but very disappointed with how he's played through the first two years. And Robbie Anderson, what was most encouraging in my mind with him is that he very clearly improved on the weak parts of his game from year year one. Uh, he was a little better running after the catch. Uh, he was better at catching the football in traffic. He diversified his route tree a little bit. Now, obviously, hopefully he could stay in the field pending any legal situation, but I would guess that he gets suspended maybe for one or two games and is still on the Jets uh, for the overwhelming majority of their games next year. And hopefully, next to Quincy Inouye, he's a guy that could build with. And yes, it would be nice to see the Jets get a new age dynamic weapon on their offense like a Sony Michelle, who I think is going to be a really popular player targeted uh, in a lot of Jet fans' mock drafts or when they're talking about uh, what the team should do with those two second-round picks. All right, Elliot, I want to thank you again for joining us. Uh, make sure to go follow Elliot on Twitter at E-L-I-O-T-C-R-I-S-T. He does his content at a wide range of places and will be doing so all off offseason. Uh, so, Elliot, thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. This is, this is a lot of fun. Absolutely. And everyone, please make sure to go subscribe on iTunes to the Turn on the Jets podcast. Leave us a review. Leave us a rating. You could also get the website uh, on our website, turnonthejets.com. You can also listen to the audio. Give me a follow on Twitter at jcaparoso. And we will be back next week with another episode as we get closer and closer to free agency opening. Thank you, everybody, for listening.